How did y'all just select the 18 to hold back? Was there a fantasy draft or something? Yeah. <laughs> we, we went Kelly, through it. And you're keeping 18. And I guess yep. each, each kid got three. I'm oldest of five. Okay. And, uh, and I have all the cards. So Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got the good end of that deal. <laughs> so I just said my dad is still alive. I don't okay. think he will rescind his, his magnanimous gift from 1959. I think there's a statute of limitations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so how'd you pick the 18 to hold back? We had gone through them. We were sitting around the kitchen table and we were looking at stuff to send. And we thought, okay, what's some players that you really don't want to submit? So we kept some of the Tigers, Dick Wakefield and that type of thing. But like the Jackie Robinson, the Joe DiMaggio, all those Ted Williams, all those cards we knew he would probably get maximum value for. I said, if we're going to do this, we want to get the most value and the highest promotion from heritage, which it would be, then they wouldn't put them in a Sunday auction. They put them in their premiere, which gets a lot more people looking at it. So higher prices. Yep. So some of his cards, even though they great, they all graded out as fours. I think the highest he got was a five and a half. His Babe Ruth card went into extended bidding, I think till probably four in the morning and ended up selling at what most sevens PSA seven sell for the visual, just because they were such beautiful cards and you get a couple collectors who really want them. If I would have tried to sell them on my eBay account, I would never would have. Right. gotten anything. So no, I think you did well, but it's there's now a, a kind of an additional science of grading that cards that have that faint creasing in the corners yep. present so well. And especially for the leaf issue that has color registration problems and cuts and all that. So if it's a, a good looking card, I bet you did get some aggressive bidding because they, they look, when they're done well, they look beautiful, but they're very cheap cardboard. They got knocked around a lot. And, and I mentioned Derek was fine with you keeping the Dick Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, probably the highest value card we kept was the Stan Musial. Yeah. My brother-in-law got that one. He's going to give that to his nephew. Well, how did he get that? Did you fight him for it? Well, no, we talked about it and just said, this is, and then part of it was because dad's still here. He's, I want, I'd like Eric to have this card. And yeah, that's what we decided to do. And we didn't, once we did that, we didn't look back. That's one thing you never want to do. And I heard John Newman said that on one of his podcasts is once you make that sale and you make money, don't look back and say, oh, if only I would have held on to that card. It's, that doesn't do you any good. The great thing is, and this, again, this wasn't intended to be a mortality uh, episode necessarily, no. but, but there is an aspect of that. What a blessing to have your dad be able to express his wishes. And it's certainly mm-hmm. the prerogative of the patriarch to make those decisions and they don't have to be equal they can say stan musial was your brother's favorite player or something it doesn't have to be perfectly equal but to express your wishes i'm the executor for my parents and basically i don't want to have to read their mind mm-hmm. and if i don't know what's happening then i'd have to maybe liquefy everything and then like in this case we're talking then that would reduce the sentimentality of i'm keeping this card that used to be my dad's which I think is important for some people. And so yep. if I'm in a position where I don't know who would get it, I'd, I'd have to, the Old Testament story of Solomon offering to split the baby. You can't split mm-hmm. the Stan Musial card and right. half to one of the brothers and half to one of the others. Uh, yep. Did you have sisters? or did you, I have two sisters. Yep. How did they uh, respond to all this? My youngest sister actually said, I don't know what I would do with baseball cards. The unanimity, unanimity of the family's decision was pretty online as far as dishonoring dad's wish to continue with that sale. We had the 18 cards when we said, okay, who's this is who would get what. And what we decided to do, we haven't done it yet, but we're going to send those to SGC. Okay. And just not really for the grading aspect, but just to get them in a nice slab. I really like the black and white holders that they have now with the black lettering. And I might even see if they could put 
the Robert Dykstra collection on there. I don't know if they would do that well, they, for me they, or not. They, they might. They might. I know BGS, if you choose BGS, they have an excellent holder as well. But they, they put some Jim Beckett collection on there. So I think okay. they can do that. So if okay. you want to use SGC, I, I would hope they'd be accommodating. That's 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 a very nice thought and a, and a very nice touch. And their holders do look good. I'm not, I'm not denying that either. But, yeah, I just uh, like it because of the, the black. And then they, the, the, with the colored background of all those leaf cards, it seems like it just really pops better than like a PSA holder, but yeah, that's uh, the visual presentation is, is certainly something we considered when we we're starting the grading company. Cause it, how the cards look, cause that's going to be, especially cards like that. They're valuable enough. You don't want to get them nicked and knocked around. People are way more sensitive to poor centering and badly dinged corners. I think than they are a very light creasing in the corner from being in those original albums mm-hmm. that they could still look like with very white borders that look clean. I've got mm-hmm. some really messed up leaf cards. <laughs> there some I have, I, I have some of the better short prints I have in probably, they wouldn't be fours. Let's be, be quite uh, clear about that. Uh-huh. They, they could be ones or twos because they just were either roughly handled or flipped or something. Mm-hmm. And you think, if they're so rare, how did they get used so much? It, it's not perceived as being rare if you're a kid in 49 and yep. you get the cards and you just have mm-hmm. the cards that you got. and. I do believe, because I, I did find enough uh, short prints to complete a set, work okay. in the Ohio and in those vicinities. Michigan, I don't know, but it's uh, there are a bunch of tigers in the Leaf set. So I think yeah. Leaf was a Chicago area company. I think I remember reading so, that in the back of uh, So that's uh, a good reason for it. Let's see. what The other thing, my theory that maybe the, and that has probably been disproved, but I thought maybe, it seems to me that looking at the short printed series, the when I see those for sale on eBay or different auctions, a lot of those have so much more color issues, printing issues than the non-short print series. And so that was why I was thinking, well, maybe they started printing those first and they said, oh boy, this isn't working. And they perfected their printing process or something because it seems like, but maybe there's just more of them. So they only, the good ones are, a lot of the better ones are for you see for sale. I basically think that their quality control was an issue and more so for the short prints. I will grant you that. But the quality control, by my estimation, was not the kind of quality control where they're thrown in the dumpster. It's They were still in the packs. I still have cards that nowadays you, you would think Tops or Panini or Upper Deck would have would have rejected them, okay? Because they were really bad printer registration of the colors being out of phase, way off center cuts. I actually have some wrong backs. I have a Bob Feller short print with an Enos Slaughter. Oh, back. Hmm. So that's a, an anomaly. Yeah. Uh, so my point is the quality control was terrible, which means they didn't control the quality. Yeah. They were put out there. But my current theory, Carl, is that the short prints were released in certain, not remote areas, but in certain markets, They that's what they put in there. And maybe they were smaller towns in Ohio and Michigan and, and Illinois and Indiana, but it, I don't think they made the East Coast. I'm pretty sure they weren't on the West Coast, so it was Midwest. So I think everybody got the the, the first 49, and then some places, maybe later in the year, maybe at the same time, got the mm-hmm. short prints. The numbering goes up to 168. So that's mm-hmm. not even divisible by 49. No. So. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, so well, Dan has historical data that he bought all his in the spring of 1949, and they were all what we consider the commons. And he has no recollection of trading, but it, 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 that's no. amazing if he 
somehow came up with an exact set plus one. I know. That's what I, I said. Um, do you sure you didn't trade some at all? And he says, I just don't remember. He said, I do remember that kids on the block would be putting theirs in their bike spokes. I know I didn't want to do that. Your dad sounds like a great guy. I'm just so wise. You can't be faulted for putting in an album that was expressly oh, yeah. created just for that purpose. But the other thing I did in my, as is, is you're taking me back through memory lane, is that I was influenced a, one of the advanced collectors that still has set up at every national is John Ramirez. He used to be from the Michigan area and then he's been in Eastern Pennsylvania, but super advanced collector. And so in talking to him in the seventies, when I completed my leaf set, all 98 cards, he said, are you sure that's complete? And I said, no, I think the other numbers are, he said, oh, I'm not talking about the other numbers. I'm talking about the variations. Yeah the Gene Hermansky and the Peterson and there's the Averson, yeah, the short sleeve, long sleeve, but he didn't even stop there. And again, I am not obsessive, but I am compulsive. If I say I'm going to do something, I really try to do it. Uh-huh. What he didn't talk me into it. Cause it was very intriguing. He showed me some of his cards. He collected color variations that were not oh. really colored. He had a pink Babe Ruth. Okay. Okay. And, and he had a, more than one Joe DiMaggio. He had more than one Babe Ruth. A lot of certain colors. He had, and I don't know if they were uh, printing flaws, but it was pretty amazing that it, it wasn't just shading. I and think I've seen that Joe DiMaggio had a green back. Green and I know is normal. Some of other ones were different. Yes. Yeah. And so I started doing that. And that's at the point, Carl, that I gave up because <laughs> there is no checklist. And in reality, yeah. those are probably not variations. They're probably uh, printing errors. And I don't know. I really haven't tested this. I still have a couple of those because I hold back stuff. In my mortality, there are probably some cards I'm going to die with. And then after I die, they'll be sold and distributed yeah. to my heirs and my yeah. charitable uh, interests. But mm-hmm. uh, the color variations are tricky because and again, this is why having a, you know, Derek is outstanding, obviously. He's not the only outstanding guy out there, but he's definitely outstanding and representing Heritage. But all the auction companies try to do a good job. Heritage, I, I firsthand knowledge, that they know how to extract the value. They're not the only ones. And so to be able to take my Joe DiMaggio card that's a different color than standard, Derek would immediately pick up on that. And there probably is one of the grading companies that may be SGC, it may be BGS, maybe PSA, that would make some distinction of that, which could draw some additional value mm-hmm. for somebody that says, hey, I want uh, this other Joe DiMaggio card that's or this pink Babe Ruth or purple or it's just the colors are really weird in the leaf. They were background colors and very monochromatic. Ted Williams popped up three weeks ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Dan's card. I could just tell right, right away right. just by variation. I looked at the back and I you knew there were certain markings that, and I was hundred percent sure. So I sent a message to the seller and he didn't have it for auction. He had to buy it now price. But I said, Hey, did you get this at a heritage auction? He said, yes, I did. He goes, why is it grading? Only grading a four. It should be a nine. And <laughs> so I told him a little bit of, of the story and he texted me right back and said, Hey, I really appreciate hearing that. I may just keep this card. So well, I think of him down in Florida and he's going to say, somebody will visit him and say, wow, what a nice Ted Williams card. And he, he can say, let me tell you the story about this one. <laughs> what, again, you don't have to disclose fully, but I'm just wondering, was he offering it at twice what he paid for it? at Probably times and a half. Yeah. he. And yeah. And he paid quite a bit higher than a four or whatever grade. And uh, so he said he had gotten a lot of interest, but everybody was like, I'm, I'm not going to pay that much for a four. So well, uh, I think he'll have trouble trying to get the money out of it. He's probably better off if he wants to try and do that, send it into an auction house now 
but Derek is a really outstanding grader. He was the head grader at SGC. So Derek would know where to send it and what it would grade for, and he would send it back through if he was. So it sounds like the technical grade is 4.5 or whatever it is. The visual appeal of it is quite a bit higher. But they always say, buy the card, not the holder. Buy the card, not the grade. But it's wonderful to buy a card that appears to be undergraded to the naked eye. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, it looks great. So it sounds like your dad had that. Just to end up, I know I like to end on positive. This is a positive. It's positive for you, <laughs> negative for me. And that is that some of my easier leaf cards are, were that kind of shape. Most of my short prints are not. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, I don't think they were printed on worse cardboard, but they certainly weren't printed on better cardboard and they were knocked around and, and don't look as good. Yeah. Still, they'd still bring some good money.